0: Every leader has a strategy. Executing on that strategy is the challenge. If you want to learn how to effectively achieve what you've set out to accomplish, then
1: this show is for you. Gain keen insights and listen in as leaders share their stories and challenges. Soar Vision Group and the Baldridge Foundation welcome you to Leader Dialogue
0: Radio.
2: And hello everyone and welcome to Leader Dialogue, brought to you by Soar Vision Group and the Baldridge Foundation. I'm Mike Salmon, filling in this week for Duffy Dixon, and joining me is Ben Sawyer. He's the Chief Executive Officer of SOAR Vision Group. Ben has over 30 years of executive leadership experience. He launched the SOAR Vision Group to help align people with purpose and to achieve exceptional results. Also here in the studio is Lisa Council. She's the chief commercial officer. She comes to SOAR with more than two decades of clinical leadership and clinical informatics experience. She spent 19 years at the McKesson Corporation, leading large teams in clinical consulting, EHR optimization, ROI teams, direct sales, and sales support. And our guest today on Leader Dialogue is Bob Fangmeier. Bob is the director of the Baldridge Performance Excellence Program at the National Institute of Standards and Technology. He joined the Baldridge Program in 1997 and after serving in numerous roles over the years, was named director in November of 2013. Since then, Bob has been focusing on expanding the reach and impact of Baldridge, providing new and improved products and services, ensuring efficient and effective operations, and planning for strategic capability and capacity needs. Bob has also owned and managed small businesses and holds a Master of Business Administration degree from the University of Maryland. So Bob, this is
0: Ben. I am delighted to have you on the show today. We've been kind of waiting actually to be able to have this conversation. So you've been at the Baldridge now for better than 20 years, is that right?
1: Yeah, 22 years. First Mike, thank you so much for the introduction. Ben and Lisa, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. Thank
0: you. yeah, absolutely. So there's always a story behind those kinds of bios, which is an impressive bio, by the way. So can you talk to us a little bit, Bob, about sort of what drew you to the Baldridge, What has kept you there? What's the passion that is you know, keeping you focused on that improvement of that, that national treasure basically every day?
1: Ben, actually, I, you, you sort of touched on it. Uh, when I was first at NIST, I joined NIST in 1991 as a part of the human resources department. Mm. And I spent about six years there. And I found myself really sort of straining against some of the constraints uh, that were put in place, many artificially. And so I spent six years pushing the envelope regarding improving processes and enhancing customer service, etc. And after six years of that, I developed a bit of a reputation, frankly, and the Baldridge program came calling and said, <laughs> Bob, would you like to join us? And, and I said, sure. And you fit perfectly with sort of my mentality, my values, and the things that I've tried to accomplish throughout my, my, right. my entire career.
0: That's interesting. So as you were taking on the Baldridge, what was it about its comprehensiveness mm. that struck you, given the fact that you'd already been working on processes and performance improvement and so forth?
1: Well, I found an immediate sort of attraction to the fact that Baldridge didn't look at the organization in various silos. Right. That was one of the things I'd noticed in my own experience, was right. that people were not getting that broader perspective. They were stuck in their own thinking. They couldn't step outside of themselves or their little unit in order to understand uh, what other customers or other stakeholders really needed and expected out of them.
0: Right. So for listeners that are listening along, we always do this at the beginning of each show, you can follow along on the Leader Dialogue website, which is e.com which was developed in collaboration with the Baldridge Foundation and SOAR. And on the homepage, there is an organizational hierarchy of needs that cross maps to these Baldridge categories. So we'll be referencing that as we talk with Bob and you can follow along and that can also uh, help you in terms of any follow-up questions. So Bob, as it relates then to making it practical for a business leader that might be listening in as to why they should consider the Baldridge, what are some of the considerations that they should keep in mind?
1: There are a few things that I think all organizations ought to keep in mind when they're thinking about or, or listening to Baldridge. First of all, we have established a non-prescriptive framework that you've already referenced, Ben, that's been proven to be an effective tool for organizations of all sizes, from any sector, in any situation, in order to help them achieve higher levels of performance in areas of critical importance to their success and sustainability. So it doesn't really matter what your specific challenges are. Baldridge can help you address them.
0: Gotcha. And, and what kind of comparative results, by, by comparative I mean Baldridge achievers versus some of their peers, have been experienced over what is now, what, 30 years in, that the Baldridge has been in play?
1: Yeah, 31 years. We're working on 32 shortly here. Wow. So organizations of all kinds have reported uh, dramatically increased efficiencies in their operations, dramatically enhanced customer satisfaction and engagement, same thing for workforce satisfaction and engagement. And those sorts of things have led to increases in market share revenues and job growth.
0: So how, how big is leadership in terms of this?
1: <laughs> in terms of the criteria, the Baldridge framework, leadership is preeminent. Leadership is what we call category one in the Baldridge criteria. And it's category one for a reason, because excellence does not happen without leadership driving that that opportunity and, and making sure that happens.
0: So we're always intrigued when we talk about leadership, Bob, because it it involves curiosity. It involves the element of serving as yeah. opposed to just sort of top-down dictation. Can you elaborate on that a little bit for the listeners in terms of what are the characteristics that the Baldridge promotes as it relates to leadership?
1: So several things, actually. The Baldrige framework is based on uh, 11 different what we call core values and concepts. One of those is visionary leadership, right. and that's not to imply that every organization's leader needs to be some sort of prophetic visionary. right? Yep. It means they have a responsibility for establishing a vision for the organization and enabling the organization to get there uh, by setting up the proper systems, creating the right environment and culture that's going to make that possible. Leadership also is critical in terms of uh, setting direction for the organization on a more strategic basis. The leaders, while we don't prescribe a particular leadership style, what we have seen is that the most effective leadership styles when it comes to organizations that are striving to achieve excellence tend to be ones where the leader is humble enough, frankly, to recognize the fact that their organization needs to improve. Right they have to recognize the fact that they can get better and that there is opportunity for improvement in what they're trying to accomplish hmm. so we see a lot of folks who are humble they're, they're servant leaders as you sort of mentioned and they have a a personal desire to to not only improve themselves but to improve the culture the environment uh, the experience that their customers have that their that their workforce has etc
0: so i want to linger on that for just a second because obviously many leaders are perhaps more concerned about their own career path and the, and, mm. and kind of how it's working for, sure. for them mm-hmm. as opposed to really serving the organization.
2: Maybe maybe this is something I should do. Is it the right timing?
0: No. Yeah, what are the kinds of things that they should be thinking about or considering then as it relates to the Baldridge giving them kind of a pathway?
1: I would suggest that anybody who thinks that they might get some value out of Baldridge, or just curious about it, that they take a look at one or more of the various tools that we have available, perhaps attend a, a training session that we have available. Specifically, though, the first step I would suggest is that they uh, obtain a copy of or download the Baldridge Excellence Builder from our website. That is an abridged version of the full framework, but it has everything in it that will help sort of Set the context for Baldridge and ensure that you are looking at your organization as a system in order to understand all those drivers that are going to influence uh, your success and sustainability.
0: So, Bob, can you just repeat what that tool is and if you have it available to you, what that or the uh, web link site is so listeners can respond to that?
1: Certainly. So the tool is called the Baldridge Excellence Builder. Okay. And if someone goes to our website which is www.nist.gov forward slash Baldrige. There are several places on that page, right at that first page, where you can uh, access the Baldridge Excellence Framework. If you click on the link for the framework itself, under there you can find a copy of the Baldridge Excellence Builder.
0: That's perfect. I'll tell you what, let's let's switch gears a second because um, as you and I have talked about in the past, uh, Bob, and I know it's going to be a topic today and probably next week as well in the deep dive, is the whole constraints or challenges of working in the age of consumerism. So listeners will remember when we're talking about the age of consumerism, we're talking about digital commerce, we're talking about things like in healthcare, medical tourism, People wanting to be able to get quick responses, highly visual, highly effective. They shop on the Internet, whereas before they used to maybe go to a store or whatever uh, and, and shop around. Uh, same thing now with healthcare and other services. They're, they're shopping. And therefore, the speed of commerce has, has gone up. The expectations have gone up. The competition has significantly expanded because it's no longer just competitors in your geography. It literally could be competitors worldwide. So in that context, help us understand how the Baldrige has particular relevance.
1: Certainly. Well, one of the things that the Baldrige Framework does, first of all, is it makes sure that the organization and its leaders really understand what the drivers of Uh, satisfaction and engagement are for their customers and as mentioned previously their workforce etc but specifically with regards to their customers right um, you know that's one of the things that is changing dramatically and in the organizational profile we talk about what are those requirements and expectations of your customers and then throughout the criteria we try and make sure that the organization understands those and is developing uh, processes and, a, and an, an experience for their customers that will address those needs and desires of, of their customers and other
0: stakeholders. That makes good sense. So for the listeners to understand and kind of track with you, when you say organizational profile yes. and or application, can you just explain that a little bit? So
1: the Baldrige Framework, which I referenced before, consists of what we call seven categories, leadership, strategy, customer, measurement analysis and knowledge management operations workforce results and then also a section called organizational profile and the organizational profile is the context for your organization it asks about your your mission your vision your organizational values what's what particular strategic challenges you're facing what are your strategic advantages etc and it it just helps set the context for you and if you're applying for an award or some sort of assessment, it sets the context for those who are doing the evaluation as well. And so, then, frankly, it's the first and best step to begin a Baldridge self-assessment.
0: Right. So as leaders and organizations go through this, essentially they're turno- turning over every rock, right, <laughs> With, with <laughs> within their organization. Like there's almost nothing they don't ask and have to answer about themselves, and that's part of what drives the – keen insight. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. Baldrige is a systems approach. It does cover all those areas that are critical to an organization's success and sustainability. And I mentioned those various categories. You can imagine there are numerous questions in the Baldrige criteria, which are the meat of the framework, numerous questions in the criteria about each of those that help the organization understand how well it's performing against all of those aspects of their business.
0: So, so let's take that great information that you gave, Bob, and let's go back to the age of consumerism challenges and sort of connect the dots. Mm-hmm. So, so obviously with the market and competition changing dramatically and in light speed, strategy has to keep up, right? So they, they have to understand what they're doing now may not be the, what they do tomorrow and, and so forth. So by default, the organization has to be nimble, is that correct?
1: Absolutely. Agility is also a, a core value
0: of Baldridge. So if an organization wants to be nimble, essentially what they have to ensure is alignment of all of their associates, right, within the organization to the strategy to in our in our parlance that we've talked about in the show, sort of act like owners. Is is that essentially the framework that that helps a business be able to react quickly and nimbly is because they took the work to go through the structure and make sure they're aligned or what what are your thoughts on that, Bob?
1: Yeah, well alignment is certainly crucial. You need to have strong, robust processes that are effective and efficient and accomplishing their purpose, right? And the things that they're supposed to do. But those individual processes need to be aligned to the things that the organization is also trying to accomplish. Right. You can't have different parts of your workforce or different work units sort of working across purposes. Right. Everyone needs needs to have the same focus. Uh, they need to have the same uh, large objectives in terms of accomplishing the organization's mission and vision, being centered upon the needs and expectations of their customers and healthcare, their patients, and their other stakeholders.
0: So there's a risk if they're responding too quickly and become disconnected that they could actually sabotage their ability in the age of consumerism.
1: Absolutely true. Absolutely true. If if you move too quick and you don't bring the organization along with you, um, if you don't set up the proper systems and environment that are going to enable those things to both work and be sustainable, uh, you're, it's bound to fall apart around you.
0: So we we hear sometimes in the Baldridge community when we're talking to Baldridge consultants and so forth, which we'll get into in a minute, that you have to go slow to go fast. Is that a little bit of what you're referring to here?
1: Well, you, you've, you see that sometimes, certainly, because, again, if you jump too far in front and you don't have the systems established underneath it, uh, it has nothing really to stand on, right? It, it right. just won't hold itself up. But that's not to say that every organization – uh, has to go very, very slow. There are many organizations that are doing many of the things that Baldridge promotes. One of the things that I didn't say before, but in describing the criteria, what we talk about is that the criteria represent the leading edge of validated leadership and performance practices. These are things and behaviors and practices that have been proven to help organizations uh, achieve and sustain high performance, and so um, there are many organizations out there that are doing some of these things. It's not that Baldrige is something that you you come into and you want to do it on top of what you do. Baldrige needs to become more of how you do what you do, so that you can be uh, most effective in its utilization.
0: Right. So it doesn't have to be slow. It has to be methodical. Effective, yeah. And effective. And when they do that and they're able to essentially align the organization and its assets, starting with its people, they get into a position where they can be very nimble and effective in terms of reacting to market challenges. Is that correct?
1: It certainly helps.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Lisa, I'm going to bring you in a little bit on this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. so, Yeah. so, So as the chief commercial officer at SOAR, you're out there talking with organizations and people all the time. Talk to us a little bit about how some of what we're talking about relates to what you're hearing from these leaders.
2: Well, again, you know, I come from healthcare, been in healthcare a long time, and then on the commercial side for McKesson, been around the Baldridge framework for a long time. Most healthcare organizations kind of pursue Magnet first and then they jump into Baldridge. I think there's, you know, for me, there's this question, and we were at the recent Quest conference, and I just came back from the Quality of New Mexico conference. It's kind of, you know, in my mind, why not Baldridge, right. right? If proven statistics show there, there's greater efficiencies, greater workforce, greater market share, greater job growth, Bob, why are more organizations not jumping in and embracing Baldridge?
1: That's an excellent question, and it's a kind of complicated answer. Um. You know, there there is a perception by some that it's it's too hard, it's too much, and that ties back a little bit to what I said a moment ago. Organizations that come to Baldridge and think that this is something they need to do on top of what they already do, uh, generally speaking, that's hard to sustain, right? But when Baldridge can become the way you think and the way you operate, when it becomes just the way you think about how you ensure that your organization is doing the things it needs to do, that works much better. So there's a there's a bit of a misperception by some, right? That it's that it can be too hard. Certainly, achieving excellence is never going to be really simple, or else everybody would do it. Baldrige just happens to be the best available tool to help guide you and lead you uh, to achieving excellence.
0: Organizations, as you said before, may already be doing certain aspects of Baldrige without realizing it. Absolutely. And so as they get in, what they're what they're receiving is the leading edge of the validated procedures and practices that have been proven over and over again to be successful. So that actually can shorten their journey to excellence, it sounds like, Bob. I mean, maybe you can elaborate on that because essentially they identify within the Baldridge where they're winning and where they have opportunities for improvement and and therefore can create essentially an accelerated journey. Is that
1: that's, that's correct. We emphasize leveraging your strengths and addressing your opportunities for improvement. But even within those opportunities, we encourage organizations to prioritize them. Um, any organization that's been through a Baldrige evaluation will tell you that you end up with far more what we call OPs, those opportunities for improvement, right. than you can address at any one, any one time, right? So you need to be very thoughtful about where you, where you put your resources and what you're trying to address making sure that you're going to hit those things that are the most impactful and have the greatest you know, benefit to your organization.
2: So sure. eat that elephant bite at a time. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. For sure. So let's talk a little bit about the process. So as, as a business owner might be listening to this, and you've given them the Baldrige uh, Excellence Builder and some other tips and tools, but if they go beyond that and they want to dig in more, what essentially is, in the, is the process and the kind of support that they will receive along the way?
1: This is the the typical process for an organization that wants to deeply engage in Baldrige um, includes the following. First, they will do some research. They'll look into it. They'll explore it a little bit. They might send uh, somebody to participate in uh, one of our training programs. Maybe they'll send people to to participate as an examiner, either at the national level or the state level. Um, Many times uh, they will begin to think about participating in what we have now, the Baldridge Executive Fellows Program, if you have a leader that you want to uh, get exposure uh, right. to Baldridge, And most organizations that decide to begin what is frequently called a Baldridge journey, and, and I'd like to touch on that in a little bit if we have time.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely.
1: You know, organizations that want to start their, their Baldridge journey or get on the path to performance excellence, which is my preferred term, um, they will frequently start with a state or regional program. Um, that will provide them uh, simpler tools. Uh, Usually they can offer you some uh, more direct uh, guidance and even some perhaps consultative types of information. The national program, we stay out of the consultant realm, but there is a nice sort of cottage industry of Baldrige consultants out there that uh, really can help organizations along if if
0: that's what you're uh, looking for. Yeah, and and we have the privilege as sort of work with a lot of these Waldridge uh, consultants who are fantastic people, mm-hmm. and what we're trying to do is provide support and accelerating structures around strategy execution and deployment to enable organizations to as quickly as effectively possible. Move from strategy to results, and so it's a it's a, a great synergy that we've we've talked about. For example, we had um, one of our clients that we share with a consultant, Lee Health, on the radio show previously, so listeners can listen to that. Bob, let's tee up. We have about five minutes left, and then and then we're gonna pick up. I think next week you're gonna join us as well for the radio show for that will be played next week. Um, let's talk about that Baldridge journey, and then let's unpack that a little bit in next week's show from a deep dive standpoint. But but what are the kind of the key things around the Baldur's journey or what's really kind of a pathway, right, that listeners need to be aware of?
1: I sort of touched on it before. Uh, one, Baldrige is really, we are not prescriptive. What right. we want to do is make sure that whatever processes you are using, that they are actually working for your organization. Baldrige is all about results, right. ultimately. Right. And If what you're doing is not achieving the results you need, then you need to be paying attention to whether or not you're doing those things properly and and you're addressing the right things. And that's where Baldrige can really help. It can help you make sure that what you're doing is effective, that it's moving you forward towards accomplishing your your vision or your mission mission or your organizational objectives, whatever it might be. But that's that's really what Baldrige can help you do, stay on the right path and move forward uh, more rapidly
0: got it that is really good information so as we wrap up Bob and we so so appreciate you being on can you tell us just quickly kind of what what is the vision for the next three years the next five years as it relates to Baldridge from your perspective what are because I know you guys are continuously improving your yeah, processes absolutely. as well so yeah. so give listeners just a sense of that as we kind of I, I,
1: I will try to do it in just a couple of minutes here. yeah it'll be all right, yeah one of the things we've been trying to do is make sure that we are offering a slate of products and services that will address a broader range of organizations' needs and right. so the the simplified framework was one of them uh, we the executive fellows is another one Yep. we are now working on a opportunity to develop a recognition program and assessment program, best practice sharing program for cybersecurity, nice for workforce development, right? And also uh, for entire communities. And this is something that was really born out of uh, the healthcare sector in Baldridge, and there's an organization out there, Communities of Excellence 2026. I encourage right. folks to look them up. But we are partnering with them to uh, adapt and adopt Baldridge uh, to help not just one organization at a time, but help entire communities at a time, which will help accelerate our impact in accomplishing our purpose of improving organizational performance and improving the quality of life in the U.S.
0: Yeah, so we have had also the privilege of working with Lowell Cruz, the chair yeah. of um, Communities of Excellence, and Rick Norling and Stephanie as well. Delightful people, by the way, and, and yes. you know very, very passionate about bringing the Baldridge principles to various jurisdictions, right? Cities, counties, absolutely. states, and that that's, kind of thing. It's
1: a common uh, characteristic of people in Baldridge. They're wonderful people. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so very good. Well, I'll tell you what, listeners, you're going to want to tune in next week and hear more as we do a deep dive on the kinds of things that Bob Fahmeyer has brought out relative to the Baldridge and the opportunities you have to incorporate these kinds of principles into your Organization and be able to be nimble and thrive in the age of consumerism. More to follow.
2: All right, we want to thank you, uh, our guest uh, Bob fangmeyer for joining us on the show. Also, thanks to you, Ben Sawyer and Lisa Council, and a thank you to everyone for joining us here on Leader Dialogue. Brought to you by soar Vision Group and the Baldridge Foundation. Remember, you can listen live every Friday at one o'clock Eastern Time by visiting businessradiox.com. Click on the Gwinnett Studio and then select Leader Dialogue. Or better yet, you can visit leaderdialogcom podcast. On behalf of Ben Sawyer and Lisa Council and our guest Bob Fangmeyer, I'm Mike Salmon, filling in for Duffy Dixon. Be sure to join us next time for Leader Dialogue right here on Business Radio X.